Hey Go Church family, this is Gilbert and today we're introducing the third week of this April series called King on the Cross. I'm here with Pastor Matt Hadabo. Hey everyone. So we're really excited to dig deeper and deeper and deeper and we're really pleased with how this month has gone and how the conversations have been going during our grow groups. Love this series, love, love these grow group meetings. And we're really excited to talk to you about this week's subject as well, which is the king who went to the cross to redeem us. Yes. Before that, I just want to remind our Go Church family that this week we have our Experience Rhema Day, and we have our Believers Meeting, and we have our second Big Sunday. So if you weren't aware, or if you haven't made your mind up, make your mind up right now and join us. Yeah. You want to be there. You want to experience the things that you're going to experience. Trust me, you, you don't want to miss this. Yeah, we call it Experience Rhema Day for a reason. And uh, you think, well, what's, what's Rhema? What is that all about? Well, this is one of these things. It's better just to experience it than to hear it described. And what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to hear about everyone else's experience and you say, oh, I wish I'd been there. So make, make plans, make adjustments to your schedule, um, do what you need to do, but it's going to be an amazing time, and I'm looking forward to it. Yep, so let's get right into our series and the subject for today. But before I do that, let's talk about the purpose of this message. Yeah. So like we've been saying all month, we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus so we want all of our Go Church family to see and experience what God did for each one of us during his, de his death, burial, and resurrection, and to be able to share what he did for us with others. Yes. Which and is love, grow, go, right there. Exactly. We want to experience the love of God through Jesus. Yeah. We want to grow in understanding and experience of our eternal life, and we want to go with this good news of eternal life to each and every single person who God wants to reach. So if you think, what is Go Church all about? That's it. Right. In a nutshell. In it's that simple. So what have we actually covered so far? Well, in week one, we talked about the king who went to the cross to save us. Save us from what? Save us from spiritual death? Yes. So that we could have eternal life. Yes. Last week, we talked about the king who went to the cross to restore us. What did he restore us into? He restored us into a relationship with our Father, who is God. He restored us into the kingdom of God, which is a real place. And he restored us into our place of inheritance. Thank God. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to dig deeper into the subject of what it looks like to live out and enjoy our eternal life. And this leads us to right here, right now, this week, where we're talking about the king who went to the cross to redeem us. Yes. Now, we want to make it a point that when we talk about salvation, restoration, redemption, these are different things, right? And they're all part of the same thing, which is eternal life. But these, these different elements we can look at and dig deeper and understand, and then we can apply them to our lives. We can really live out eternal life. It's not 
a good idea, a good intention. It's really a way of life and it's experiencing the power of God every single moment, every single day. Yes. So, Pastor Matt, what does it mean to be redeemed? Well, I want to start in Ephesians chapter 1, um, verse 7. It says, In Christ we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. So redemption is something, to begin with, we're going to talk about it um, in this in this time together in our grow group, but it's something that we have. It's not something that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we talk about redemption, I want I want to get this this set. This is a fact. This is something that is true about me because I am in Christ. I am redeemed. I have redemption. Redemption uh, has to do with. Uh, it, it it carries with it the the meaning or the connotation of buying back, yeah, or or making an exchange where uh, something is in one hands and it's then transferred somewhere else, transferred, and we we spent some time in Colossians last week in our podcast. We go a little bit further in that same chapter one. Paul describes it that way, that when we receive Jesus, we are, he uses the word translated, supernaturally moved from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So there are two things to understanding redemption. The first is what we have been redeemed from what we are redeemed to. Mm-hmm. We looked at that in when we looked at saved, we were saved from something, saved from spiritual death to spiritual life. We were restored to our inheritance. From and, separation. From separation. Yeah. We were uh, from a place of being separated, restored to our place in the family. We are redeemed from something. We are redeemed to something. So... Yeah. Uh, let's just jump in to Galatians and look at what we were redeemed from. Galatians chapter 3, verse 14, says, Christ has, that's past tense, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Verse 14 says, That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So, there are two things here. We are redeemed from something which is called the curse of the law and we are redeemed to a blessing to the blessing and not just not just any blessing but the blessing of abraham right and you can if you look back in genesis between genesis chapter 12 to genesis 17 you can see 
that not just that Abraham was blessed, but Abraham was in covenant relationship with God. Abraham was, and this is God's definition, God's friend. So we are redeemed from this thing that's called the curse of the law. And you think, what is the curse of the law? Well, just a minute, we'll get to that. But we're redeemed from a curse to a blessing. Now that's something to just get excited about right there. If you know anything about curses and blessings, Jesus brought us from, and that word redemption means that he paid the price, so there's no way anything from that curse can come back and say, no, wait a minute, I still have a claim on Gilbert. I still have a claim on Matt. No, because I'm redeemed from that curse, and I'm redeemed to his blessing. Yeah. And that blessing is described as the blessing of Abraham, one who is in covenant relationship with God, one who is the friend of God. So, Pastor Matt, I want to go back to these words, the curse and the blessing. And I think, like, I've heard these definitions, which I think are very helpful, because in the way that sometimes we use language, we cheapen some words. And, for example, when, when we think of blessing, we think of, you know, something we say after someone sneezes. Yes, right? which, which is wrong. Which is wrong, which is, which is, again, you know, cheapening some context. So these definitions really stuck with me, which is a blessing is a spiritual force that leads towards success or towards good things happening. And a curse is a spiritual force which leads to the opposite. It's a spiritual force for failure or for bad things to happen. So when we look at the curse and when we look at the blessing we understand that these are real tangible forces that can impact our lives yes good or bad so much so that if you if you spend time reading in the old testament you see that the blessing was something that was sought after and like you said today someone sneezes and and you might say bless you because there is this cheapening in language but Uh, In the Old Testament, we see that the blessing was something that people sought after, um, strove for, uh, wanted desperately to earn, deserve, or receive. And we don't have to earn, deserve, or receive it, or earn or deserve it. We just receive it by faith. So where do curses come from? Where does it start? Well... Uh, you know, as we said uh, in our in our previous podcast, we see that God created man for relationship and fellowship, and we talked about relationship and fellowship a lot last month in Good Company. But man made a decision to sin, and that sin had the result of separation. It separated man from God, and when man separated from God, who is the author of life and light, he entered darkness, and in darkness, separated from light and separated from life, he encountered the curse. And so the curse, or say, you read the verse in Romans, um, that sin produces death. And so anything that produces death you can find its root in sin. 
So basically the curse is a product of death. Yes. In the earth. So that's that's actually what what I also see in Genesis chapter 3 that the first place where we see curses pronounced is at that point of separation yes. where the serpent we see him cursed and then we see a curse come on Eve and then on Adam as well because of that separation so because of the with the fact that you know in the absence of blessing there is curse right in in the absence of a spiritual force for good things to happen we see a vacuum which is automatically taken over by darkness yeah so like you said there's you know light and darkness they don't work together but th but there is nothing in between them that's it's right either light or it's dark yeah and um we see uh, you know the prophets uh the prophet zechariah in the old testament of course the the word prophet simply just means one who sees a seer yeah. and um zechariah uh, he had a vision. He saw this uh, veil, this dark veil. And he said, Lord, what is this? And the Lord said, that is the curse in the earth. The, the, the curse is in the earth. So why do we see bad things? Why do we see these terrible things that happen? Because there is not just the devil is here, but the curse is here as a result of man's sin. Wow. So that's that's the next question I wanted to ask you as well. So we see that there's a curse as soon as Adam and Eve were separated from God. So why are we talking about the curse of the law? Because the law came so much later than when the curse first entered the world. Right? Excellent point. And uh, I want to read something that I just read today, um, which I think kind of sums up that point really well. And uh, I'm going to read this. Uh, it says, The law which cannot accomplish our redemption and was never designed to do so was the very same scripture which pointed to Jesus who is the way to salvation in the fulfillment of the law. And we can see that in Romans chapter 3, verse 21. And then in Galatians 3, if you start reading in verse 10 to these verses we just read, the law given to the people as written word of God needed to be presented so that Jesus could come and, number one, live in that law in our place. <laughs> one of the things that the commands and law of God that's recorded in the first five books of the Bible, 660 commands, one of the things that you can immediately realize is you and I, we can't do it. We can't fulfill it. But Jesus yeah, did. He did. Number two... Jesus was judged according to that law in our place. And number three, he delivers us from all of the curses in the earth which God tied to that law in our place. And that, that sentence right there is really, is really rich. So there is a curse in the earth as a result of sin. And in the law the first five books of the Bible, uh, and we, come, we can actually see the whole thing uh, in one chapter in Deuteronomy chapter 28, the blessings and the curse of fulfilling or violating God's law of righteousness, which as I read, is, was designed to point to our need for 
salvation, our need for a savior. But God tied all of the curse in the earth to that law and said, these curses are the result of not following my command. So he took everything that was in the world anyway, before the law, and chose to put it into the law. Yes. So that someone could fulfill that law. So yeah. uh, it, it, this, uh, it goes on, it says, The law was given by God as a container, whereby all sin could be poured into it, sealed and done away with once and for all. This is why it's called the curse of the law. Do you know who wrote that? Let me take a guess. Gilbert. <laughs> Gilbert Massad wrote that. I thought that was so good. Um, Gilbert, you shared this with me, and we were just uh, putting notes together for this uh, series, and uh, I thought that was so good. I just wanted to read it as is, because it presents uh, there's a, there's actually a, quite a bit of theology in that, but it makes it very simple. The law is a container. And inside of that container, God put all the curse that man really brought on himself through violation. And then by the free gift of what God did for us in Jesus, he redeemed us from all of that. And that means he paid the price and brought us from all of that to his eternal life, his inheritance. And that's a big deal. So basically, God took all of this curse, threw it into that container, sealed it, and then gave it to Jesus. He took it away. Wow. That's so good. He took it away. And um, so I mentioned Deuteronomy chapter 28. And if you uh, take the time to read it, um, I suggest you start in chapter 27 because Deuteronomy was not written in, in, in chapter chapters. and verses. But um, there are the... Uh, chapter 28 includes all of the blessings and the curse associated with keeping or violating God's law. Verse 1, for example, says, And it shall come to pass if you hearken or listen to diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God and observe to do all his commands which I command you this day that the Lord will set you high above all nations of the earth. That's a good place to start. And it doesn't even finish there. No, that's where it begins. But it says you'll be blessed coming in and going out. The, your family will be blessed and your barns will be blessed. You think, well, I don't have barns, but you might have a place where you save money. You might have not have a place where you save seed, but you probably have a place where you save money. Here, there's a blessing pronounced on that. Yeah. But as it keeps going, there is a curse pronounced for those that violate God's law. And if you read through here, if you can find it in these curses, it doesn't belong to you. Because Jesus took it away. That's exactly right. In other words, if I can go through here and I can find something that is described as part of the curse of the law, I know that God put it in 
the law and sealed it up and Jesus took it away. He redeemed me. He paid the price so that I don't have to bear these things. And now, I want to I want to also ahead. say that we see blessing and curse pronounced as well in Leviticus 26. Yes. So there there is even more of a list, right, that we can look at and say, hey, if if that's if there's a curse for disobeying the law, it doesn't belong to me anymore. Yes. That's amazing. So we see that there are all kinds of things included in this curse, right? All kinds of things you can think of from sickness to poverty to oppression. You can talk about danger and people, you know, coming into your land and, and stealing from you. There, there are so many things in there that we are redeemed from and we do not have to live by. Yeah, I would challenge you to, to go through it. Um, you know, you mentioned sickness. Verse 61 says, Every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of the law, that's included in yeah. the curse of the law. So I, I want to I settle this as well right now and say that God pronounced blessings and curses. So if it's in the curse, it's not a blessing and it will never be a blessing, right? There is nothing in the curse that God looks at and says, I want you to have this because I'm trying to teach you a lesson or I want you to have this because I want you to see something through it. A curse is a curse and it's not from God and God doesn't want you to have it. The only reason it's in the curse of the law which God pronounces is because he threw it on Jesus. That was his only way to put it in that container and throw it away once and for all. And because we receive eternal life through Jesus, the redemption from the curse of the law now belongs to us. Yeah. That's powerful. Now let's make that practical. How does this apply to today? Yeah. So I read Galatians 3. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. We're talking about the curse of the law as a container that God put all the curse that was in the earth as a result of man's sin. And, he, and Jesus took it away from us. There was a woman named uh, Dr. Lillian Yeomans. And uh, she's in heaven now. But uh, she was a physician, but uh, she herself um, got to a place where she, she needed help, and only God could help her. And, and the Lord miraculously healed her, and she turned her life over to Jesus and dedicated her life to help others. And so she turned her home into a, uh, a place for, where people could come that were sick that medical science had given up on. And so one woman came to them, and this woman had tuberculosis. And tuberculosis is a disease um, that now is treatable, but at the time, this is um, almost 100 years ago, uh, it could not be treated. And uh, as a physician, Dr. Yeoman said she looked at this woman and knew she was in the last stages of of dying as a result of tuberculosis. But she uh, she took her in, they put her in a room, and this is how they ministered to her. There was no medical support or help for her. All she could do was give her the truth of the scripture. So she would read Deuteronomy chapter 28, 
the the curse part and then galatians 3 13 and she said to this woman she said i want you to say you know through her coughing and wheezing she said i want you to say according to deuteronomy 28 tuberculosis is part of the curse of the law according to galatians 3 13 christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law therefore tuberculosis doesn't belong in my body and i'm free the woman responded and said i don't understand that she said dr yeomans told her don't worry just say it anyway so uh, she went on and, and kept tending to the other people that they had in their home. And a few hours later, she went back in. And the woman was far worse off physically. And again, she read her, read her the scriptures and she asked her, she said, are you saying the what I told you? She said, I'm saying it, but I, I don't understand it. And it doesn't mean anything to me. She actually said that. Actually, I'm just saying the words, but it doesn't mean anything to me. Dr. Yeoman said, that's okay. That's okay. You just keep saying it. When I, when I first read this account, I thought, you know, that's powerful. Because Jesus said that the words I give you, they are full of spirit and they are full of life. This woman, she's saying things that don't make sense to her head, but they are full of something. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Yeomans went back and said, uh, are you saying it? She said, I'm saying it like you said, like you told me. She said, well, I want to hear you say it. I want to hear you say it. So Deuteronomy chapter 28 says that tuberculosis is part of the curse of the law. And I can't say it like she was saying it because she's wheezing and coughing. She could barely whisper. But Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Therefore, I don't have tuberculosis because it doesn't belong to me. Well, she said, I'm going to keep saying it. But I don't understand it. Dr. Yeoman said, that's okay. You just keep saying it. Well... A day passed, the night passed, the next morning she went in, again, she read her the scriptures. And I say read her the scriptures, I'm saying these verses. They didn't, they didn't read about Noah's Ark. It's a great, great passage of scripture in Genesis. <laughs> they were focused on this. And she said, have you said it? She said, yeah, I'm saying it, but it doesn't mean anything to me, I'm just saying it. Dr. Yeomans went about her day and uh, went in and checked on her again. The same process. And they said, she said the same thing. I'm, I'm continuing to make, make this confession like you've said, but I don't understand it. The words don't mean anything to me. Dr. Yeomans said, you just keep saying it because it's true. Deuteronomy 28 says tuberculosis is part of the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13 says Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Do you know what happened? <laughs> Dr. Yeomans was in the kitchen with her sister, and they were preparing meals for all the people that they had in the house that they were caring for. And they heard a woman scream. 
and then they heard the sound of someone jump and like this repetitive jumping sound so they rush to the stairwell and this woman who was in Dr. Yeoman's condition you know in her opinion as a doctor she was ready to die she was running across a landing and then up and down the stairs <laughs> you know what she was saying <laughs> she was saying Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law tuberculosis is part of the curse of the law and I don't have tuberculosis anymore and she was completely completely restored praise God the word of God has enough of the power of God to change your physical body no matter the work the curse has done in your physical body the word of God has living power even if you don't understand it if you'll put it to work with your tongue it will change whatever the curse has done in you until you'll be like that woman just running around in her nightgown through the house screaming Galatians 3.13 and what's significant about that is she couldn't even yell but she was totally healed totally restored and she used that voice to proclaim this truth that a few just you know a few hours before she was saying I don't even understand it but the power in the word came to life in her praise God it's worth saying right now Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law so anything that's in written in that curse doesn't belong to me it does not belong to me that's so powerful praise God that's that's the work of the king on the cross yeah he saved us brought us into our eternal life he restored us and he redeemed us from the curse of the law that's so powerful so any work that the curse has done in our life the anointed power of the word of God can correct it can change it supernaturally we just need to put it to work praise God well we're out of time for out this of time. week yep. and this is this was the last week of our series for King on the Cross next month we're introducing a new series which is all about growing up spiritually growing up spiritually so that's going to be a great time and if no one told you of course we want to say we love you and we're expecting God's best for you and we look forward to seeing you next time bless you